Welcome to Sully Sets, musings on sales and life. I'm your host, Rick Sully, and I've spent the past 25 years in the greatest profession in the world, sales. And the number one goal on my podcast is to teach you everything I've learned. I give you the tips, tools, and techniques necessary to excel in sales, network marketing, and most importantly, in life. So listen, learn, and enjoy the journey. Hey everybody, Rick Sully, and I am back with another episode of the Sully Says Podcast. Actually, this is going to be two episodes because there's so much information packed into this episode that I'm splitting it into two episodes. So there's going to be a part one and a part two. This is a historic moment in the history of the Sully Says Podcast because we've never done that before. So I'm pretty excited about it. So every single episode that I've done for the Sully Says Podcast has been focused on professional and personal growth. Now, sometimes the ideas come to me through personal experiences, while other times I'll find inspiration through an article or a book that I read. But regardless, I always try to put my unique spin on the topics so they are relatable to my listeners. And I think it also, uh, sometimes, it's helpful to hear a perspective from someone who has tried, failed, and tried again. And I can attest Uh, that I have done that many, many times. But I never give up, and I'll usually persevere until I'm successful. And I also think, uh, you know, maybe it gives a little bit more credibility when you hear it from somebody on your level. But we'll see. I will only be able to tell over time as my uh, listenership continues to grow and the, the feedback continues to be positive. So this latest episode is called Sully's Seven Sales Secrets. Okay, that is the most alliteration that I've ever attempted in one fell swoop. Again, that's Sully's Seven Sales Secrets. And this is a two-parter, just to remind you again. So I'm going to say I might not break any new ground, and I may not revolutionize the sales industry with what we're going to talk about today, but I am going to share some insights that I've collected over the past 25-plus years as a salesperson, uh, a sales manager, and as a regional director. So that means I've basically seen and done things from just about every perspective possible. And I can tell you many of the things I learned and was taught early in my career are still applicable today. And the fact of the matter is I probably would have made a heck of a lot more money and been promoted a lot sooner if I would have listened and implemented some of these ideas uh, when they were first presented to me. Obviously, I was cocky. I figured I knew everything. I could get by on personality and perseverance and persistence and all those good things. But man, I was wrong. Uh, Big time. And uh, this is coming from a guy who had already read and listened to a lot of books about sales at a pretty young age. Thanks in large part, well, thanks in all parts uh, to my father. Uh, He spent almost 40 years in sales and was constantly encouraging me to uh, improve. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share in no particular order Because quite frankly, I think they're all equally important, so the order doesn't really matter. But I do believe you can be successful without embracing all of these tenets. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, you will be successful if you embrace all of them. And I'm going to tell you one last thing. 
I'm not just making this stuff up, making this stuff up as I go. Anyone that you know has or does work for me or has worked for me knows that I speak these truths religiously without fail. On what you were selling. But generally, it equates to trying to secure an appointment or maybe a lunch or dinner or something to that effect. But in reality, that doesn't happen all too often on the initial sales call. So you, as a sales rep, need to find a thread. Something you can grab onto and pull that helps you on your next visit. Now, it could be something that the gatekeeper, um, the office manager shares. Uh, Maybe you see something on the desk or wall that indicates which competitor they may be using. Could be a photo of the doctor hunting, fishing, golfing. Uh, Could be a diploma. Quite frankly, it can be anything as long as it gives you an opportunity to move the process forward. Now, my contention is that too many of our reps out there get caught up worrying about what they're saying, and they don't spend enough time looking around and listening. Now, I didn't truly appreciate this phenomenon until I moved into a management role, and I got to stand back and observe the interactions that were taking place. And it was like this aha moment. And I started to realize that, hey, you know, we really have an opportunity here as sales professionals to to identify those threads that we can pull on to keep that discussion going. Or as I said earlier, progressing that discussion to the next level. So, you know, I always talk about the fact or I always tell my reps, try to learn something new on every single visit, because to me, that's the thread. That new information that you glean during that conversation could be what you pull on to advance those discussions. And as I mentioned, it could be uh, you know an interest or a hobby of someone in the office. It could be information about a competitor. Uh, it could be a million different things. But you have to be paying attention. You have to be observant. And you have to know it when you hear it so you can utilize it. All right, number two, use your CRM. Now, I know a lot of you are cringing out there and you dread using a customer relationship manager or CRM. I know from firsthand discussions that a lot of reps view it as too much extra work or they just don't see the value. Um, Sometimes they look at it as uh, a check-the-box activity which makes upper management uh, feel all warm and fuzzy. Well, I think that's a load of crap. And I'm coming at it from someone who's been on both sides of the equation. I didn't love it when I was a rep, but I did it because I truly saw the value of it. Uh, And now in the role I'm in now, I think it's a really good tool to identify those individuals who may or may not be doing everything they can to be successful. Because the fact is, a CRM, if used consistently and effectively, can truly transform a territory. Because here's the deal. You know, I I think I'm pretty good, uh, you know, remembering things. uh, Admittedly, as I've gotten older, I'm not quite as good. But I don't care how good you are. When you're seeing, you know, 7, 8, 10, 15 offices a day, 50 offices a week, it's really easy to mix things up and to forget who said what and where you were when that was said. And you don't need to do that because a CRM does all the work for a sales representative. It tracks the names, key personnel, addresses, uh, competitors, and everything in between. You don't need to uh, guess 
Uh, you don't need to scribble notes down on business cards and in notebooks and slips of paper on your uh, in your car. You, you'd be amazed at the things I've seen in reps' cars that they call a tracking system. So right now, you just log into your CRM, pull up the account, and everything you need to know is there. When's the last time you visited the account? What exactly did you discuss? What was your call to action? And if you have a very good CRM, it will allow you to build your sales pipeline. As a matter of fact, it will build it for you. So here's the philosophy. You've heard this saying before, garbage in, garbage out. If you're not putting quality into the CRM, then you can't expect to have good information in there when you go to look for it. And I could sit there, and I've said this before, and I don't know how many reps truly embrace it, but you know, you're doing this for the sake of the organization as well. Because maybe you didn't have any luck in that particular or clinic or facility, whatever it was. But maybe down the line, the next rep who takes over your territory may be able to use the information you put in there, leverage it, and close the deal. Because sometimes it's about timing, sometimes it's about luck, but information is power. And you know, go a step further if you're like, well, what's that matter to me? I, you know, won't be have any bearing on me. Well, what if you move into a management role and now that territory is under you, and that rep is able to use information to close a sale? Guess what? You do benefit. All right. So, don't have such narrow thinking. Look at the big picture and what it's doing, not just for you but for the organization. And the fact of the matter is, it, it, to me, it's it's part of my job. I get paid to do a lot of things that I don't necessarily always want to do, but that's part of my salary is doing things like entering calls and expense reports and, and getting uh, you know uh, Excel spreadsheets back to my manager and so forth. So it's the cost of doing business. And finally, I think it made me a better rep in the long run because it's, I took the time to document the thread that I mentioned earlier. And when I went back in there, it was a heck of a lot easier to pull on that thread if I remembered what it was. All right, so always use your CRM. Number three, provide value on every visit. You know, in my mind, there's nothing worse than wasting time. Nothing. You're very rarely, if ever, going to hear me say I'm bored because I will always find something to do to fill the time. But when I'm talking about wasting time, I'm talking about your time a customer's time, a prospect's time. But think about it. Every time you interact with one of those folks without providing something of value, you are doing exactly that. You are wasting time. And I can tell you, and this is from experience as a sales rep, you will lose so much credibility so quickly if you continually come into the office and provide nothing of value. And this is not just for the, the you know, the, physician or the business owner or the office manager. I'm talking about the gatekeeper too, because let's face it, they're swamped. They're inundated with salespeople all day long. And then they have customers or patients too. So you get that little sliver of their time, make it worthwhile. Set yourself apart. All right. It all comes down in my mind to two things, preparation and planning. What are you going to say to the gatekeeper when you walk through that door? And what information are you going to provide that they didn't have before? Or better yet, what information can you give them that they can take back to the office manager or to the, the business owner or to the physician that's going to make them look good? Because think about it, the whole concept of a gatekeeper is to keep the people out that are going to waste time, that aren't providing value, and let the people in that can help. So she knows just as well as anybody in the office, he or she knows just as well as anyone in the office what the office needs. And if you touch upon that and make that connection, 
they're going to go to bat for you. All right. So always say, what information am I going to provide that they didn't have before? What article or marketing piece am I going to share? Because this always blows my mind. And I've seen it with reps that are some of the best. And I've seen reps that are brand new. But it blows my mind when I'm working with a rep and they pull up to an office. They shut off the car. They open the door and they start walking into the customer's office. I'm like, whoa, hello, McFly, stop. They're like, what, what, what? So I break it down for them. I say, you know, I start asking them questions. You know, what's your plan? What did you talk about last time? What's the gatekeeper's name? What will you do if you actually get a few minutes with the decision maker? Are you prepared for that? Which competitor are they using? And so on and so on. So unless you're prepared, it's unlikely that you can or will provide value to anyone. So that also comes back to the CRM. If you use your CRM judiciously and religiously before every single call, whether it's to a prospect or a customer, you're going to have all the information you need, and that's going to assist you in providing value. And once that office knows that you routinely are providing them with something of value, and I'm not talking monetary value or lunch or something of that nature, once they know there's true value when you walk through the door, they're going to roll out the red carpet. And if it's an existing customer of yours, you're making it that much harder for a competitor to get their foot in the door. And if it's a prospect, you're actually giving them a reason to consider letting you get a seat at the table. And we all know once you're at the table, anything can happen. All right, we're going to stop right there with part one of the Solly Says podcast, Solly's seven sales secrets. And we're going to pick you up on the flip side with the final four secrets and hopefully put you in a position to be the most successful sales representative that you can possibly be. Talk to you soon.